Thanks for listening to another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? We're stoked to be back for season five, and this year we're coming back bigger and better than ever. That's right, Michael. You've been busy over the off-season. We're now on Instagram, X, YouTube, and TikTok. And, of course, you can listen to us on all podcasting platforms. Now it's time for another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? Hello and welcome to another edition of How Good Is Rugby League. My name is Michael Corbin and joining me after a magical round of football, Emmanuel Penglis. How are you going? Michael Corbin, how are you? It is great to be with you. Another Tuesday night spent with you. What a magical way to follow up Magic Round. Agreed, agreed. Now, Emmanuel, we can't start this podcast without... Uh, talking about the elephant in the room, the mandate, the edict, the agenda, whatever you want to call it, the crackdown on high tackles. Thoughts? What are you thinking? Did you like what you saw on the weekend? Are you in, are you for the crackdown? Are you against the crackdown? What's your stance? Well, it's exactly as we predicted it to be, Corbs. We, we've got to take the game away from the judiciary. The judiciary's not got no idea. We've got to bring it back to the referees, make the on-field adjudication. Lo and behold, how many fans have turned in their membership? How many fans are like, this is the worst game I've ever seen. I'm watching AFL. This is it. We're giving up to rugby union. I don't mind it. It'll be ironed out. Some of the sin bins will be ironed out. They'll probably be extreme. All those send-offs, I back them. I have no issue with them. Yeah, I, th- I, I am 100% for the crackdown. Some of the ta- some of the tackles on the weekend were downright stupid, absolutely stupid. The Herman SASA one, he'd watched seven games of football that week. Yeah. comes out and throws an arm. <laughs> what are you doing, Fumayono for from the Dragons? Star player running at you. You hit him late. You hit him high, and it's a cheap shot after he's passed the ball. You're gone in any before the crackdown. You're gone. That was a stupid shot, and unfortunately. That was the lasting image of Sunday's football. The back page of the Daily Telegraph the next day was Pappenhausen lying face down on the floor, motionless. That's not what you want out of Magic Round. That's not what you want the headline to be after a good round of football. But unfortunately, that was the case because a player made a stupid act. Now, if you don't stamp this high tackle out of the game by taking drastic measures, it'll never stop. So I am 100% for the crackdown. Yeah. And Herman SESE didn't get punished for his tackle. He got punished because he wasn't a smart footballer. Because he had the opportunity to see what players on Thursday night didn't know was coming. Okay, they, they weren't sure how this crackdown was going to be enforced. And he had all weekend to watch. He charges out of the line, charges out of the line, absolutely coat hangers the Panthers player. And it was just stupid. Those tackles are not needed in the game. And the only thing I'd really like to see go alongside this crackdown on the head high and the shoulder, of the shoulder to the chin and everything else, what I want to see now is some sort of reward uh, from the referees and the game for a legs tackle. Because at the moment, it's not rewarded. Uh, and the game, has, the game has to find a way. I don't know how you do it. It's probably got to be in, in calling held if a legs tackle is made 
rather than giving ample opportunity for the player to then offload it is probably the balance you get. I agree. And the other big concern about this crackdown is uh, a lot of the concussions that we see nowadays are not actually from attacking players getting head high, but defenders putting their heads in wrong position and forcing players to tackle lower increases the chance of players putting their heads in wrong positions. Now, uh, I I think that's just going to be something that's going to be ironed out. It's going to be something that players are going to have to learn how to do better, have better tackle technique. And I know that I, Robbo came out and said, Trent Robinson came out and said, we would like an off-season to see, you know, for, like we would like to have had a pre-season to train for this. But I agree with the rules at the moment. And I think that the crackdown, well, players will learn. And that's what's going to happen. Players are going to learn. The top three coaches, in my opinion, in the NRL, which yeah. are Wayne Bennett, Craig Bellamy, and Trent Robinson, all are in favour of this. I can't disagree with them. They're some of the smartest minds this game has. Yeah, that was that was actually something really interesting that came out of this weekend for me was their support of the rule changes because especially with those three, it could go either way. They're the three most highly respected. Um, they've won a stack of premierships between them. And it makes me wonder, were they involved in it um, and, and, wh- and whether they've just realised that they've probably got the smarter players who are able to adapt and they can play it to their advantage. Yeah. Well, um, the other thing, sorry, the other thing I just wanted to say was I noticed last night PVL was on a bit of a charm offensive. He appeared on 100% footy. He appeared, um, he appeared on NRL 360. Um, and there's been a lot of criticism about the timing of it with the spectacle that is Magic Round. But in my head, it, it's the perfect marketing opportunity to show the game is taking concussion seriously. I also think that maybe he's been privy to some information uh, in the last couple of weeks that is really sort of rattled his cage on this and forced his hand. I don't know if there's, there's been more news about potential litigation out of the US or, that, or they've seen some study long-term study into the concussion from players that played 20 or 10 or five years ago but something seems to have forced his hand on this and i don't know what it is um and he's got a lot of people out there that that are really sort of not for it and so it's probably one of his biggest tests yeah uh the main one of the main reasons for this as you said is litigation the other one is you know rugby league in in youth sports is is failing it's it's falling every year. Percentages are dropping for people participating in rugby league in youth sports, and a big part of that is play. Parents don't want to see their kids get hurt on a football field. It's that simple. And if you can make the the major product a lot safer, it it will allow parents to trust that their kids are going to be in safer uh, held in safe regard when they're playing this sport. Uh, one thing that I've seen in the US, I'm, I I follow the NFL pretty closely. And one thing that I could see the NRL bringing in is reduced contact at training. The NRL, uh, the NFL, sorry, uh, is a heavy contact sport and they are only allowed to practice a certain amount of times a week with contact. I could see the NRL adopting something like that soon because it's not just the head highs that uh, are causing concussion or a one-off bad tackle where a player puts his head in a bad position. It's, it's, uh, repeated blows to the head or repeated knocks to the head, even if it's just your head hitting the ground, anything like that, 
the less chances you have of your head hitting the ground, head hitting or uh, knocking your head, uh, the less chance you are, you are having long-lasting effects. So I think that's something that we could see come into the future as well. Yeah, I don't know how that one gets policed. Um, it, it's, up to they've, they've to, they've, it's up to the cops. It's up to the cops. Yeah, they've obviously got to do something. Something happens, and I think, I think you see clubs like the Roosters. That, that seem to manage concussions really well. They're all behind it because they know what's coming um, and the other clubs are a bit behind on it. But, you know, some of those send-offs, I, I think a valid send-offs. The sin bin's probably a bit more pedantic, a bit more pedantic and, and calling them back and, and stuff like that. I, I think that needs to be ironed out. But the send-offs, I'd back them if they can be consistent and make it any week that one of those shoulder-to-the-chin tackles is a is a send off. I can live with that. Yeah, I actually reached out to one of our mates who is a uh, a big rugby league fan, follows follows the Knights, and is a doctor. Uh, I won't name him because he has stated to me many times he does not want to be Tyron May, uh, but he has <laughs> <laughs> he has also appeared on this podcast before uh, for claiming that my Caelan Ponga is the next Michael Jordan or the Michael Jordan of rugby league. Uh, he is he is all for uh, the crackdown uh, as a healthcare professional. Uh, believes that uh, there is obviously early uh, early evidence that CTE is concerning, and he believes that the crackdown is good for the game. So there you go. From a fan who is also a doctor, uh, he believes that the uh, that this is the right thing to do. Yeah, I think I think few would disagree with it. To be honest, Michael, I, I just think yeah. um, it's going to take a while to iron out but they've just got to get the balance right and I think that if they can go back to the original six again rule as it came in last year where the pace of the game is a tad slower than it is this year and have this have these rules in for the for the really strong tackles those two things will balance themselves out yeah agreed all right I think we leave it at that it's a pretty yeah. discussion on it and we get onto something that we've been promising for the last couple of weeks, which is Origin teams. Origin is three weeks away. Uh, I believe. Uh, do you have the date in front of you by any chance? Um, I don't, but I know it's in Melbourne. It's in Melbourne. Um. Uh, yeah. No. Sorry, I do have the date. It's the ninth of June. So ninth of so June is game one. Three weeks. Three weeks tomorrow. Uh, in Melbourne, followed by Game 2 at Suncorp on the 27th and then Game 3 in Sydney on the 14th of July. Okay. Um, so it, it seems like it's later because you are usually it's usually around the last Wednesday of yeah. May or the first Wednesday of June. So it's a bit later this year. Um, but that's all right. We'll live. Yeah, we'll handle fine. it. That's fine. Yeah. But, but we're not going to go... It, we thought it might take a bit too much time to go through both teams. Uh, so we're going to do New South Wales this week and we're going to do Queensland next week. Uh, and Emmanuel, I will start with you. What is your team for the New South Wales Blues? Okay. I'm only going to do the back line first because I want to see if, if we have the exact same back line. Yep. Okay. Fullback, I have James Tedesco. Yep. Who will also be captain. Yep. In the um, in the centres, I have Latrell Mitchell, who's due back this week, and um, Tom Trebojevic. Yep. On the wing, I have Brian To'o and Josh Adokar. We're one to five. 
We're one to five. We're about to be six and seven because you'd be foolish not to have the Penrith Panthers halves in the halves for New South Wales. I completely agree. Jerome Luai <laughs> and Nathan Cleary will be should be the six and seven. Uh, what only... is going on? Michael, all we've done is agree tonight. All we've done. We've agreed <laughs> me, about the crackdown. We've agreed me, about the facts. What's wrong? Happened. Someone sprinkled some magic dust over us. I don't know what's going on. This magic round right. has had its effect. This, uh, is, this is this ridiculous. <laughs> okay. Uh, really, the only positions that you could say, well, don't know about that, is 5'8". And the only other person who is really being talked about is Jack White. And he has not been good enough this year to warrant being picked at 5'8". And he's also going to be missing the next two weeks for a cannonball tackle. So I think that knocks him out of contention. I think this spot is blue eyes to lose. And the back line should be, barring any setbacks or injuries, what we just said. Yeah, I, I just... I don't know how you can not pick blue eye. I mean, him and Cleary have just completely blitzed it this year. What, um, no other no other half to to go alongside Cleary is in good enough form. Yep, I completely agree. All right, let me hear your forward pack. Okay, it's a it's a uh, I'm a bit torn. Okay, so I'll go from I'm actually going to go backwards. Yep. So my lock is Jake Trevojevic. Okay, we're which, already different. Yeah, some people disagree with that, but I think the combination with his brother uh, should not be underrated. And I also think he, he always does exceptionally well in origin. I know you haven't had wraps on his form this year. Um, in the second row, I have... But it, it, I'm really torn as to match fitness as well. I have Angus Crichton, who I think deserves to be there. Uh, yep. He's probably been the best for the Roosters in the forwards this year. Yep. Um, with Cam Murray. Yeah, see, I've, I don't know. I've, I, I would have had Cam Murray starting, but I just don't think he'll be fit enough or match fit to be able to play in this game. Okay. And then at um, Hooker, I obviously have Damian Cook. Um, and then props, I think it's going to be Saifidi and then... Uh, there's been talk about Frizzell, but I'm not really not really sold on Frizzell. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell you what I've gone with. I've gone so I've got I'll go eight to thirteen. I've gone Payne Haas. I've yeah. gone Damien Cook, Junior Paulo, Angus Crichton, Tyson Frizzell because Cam Murray's injured, and I've gone Victor Radley and Lock. Similarly, you've said Trevojevic because of his combination with his brother. I've gone Radley because of his combination with Tedesco at the back. Uh, yeah. And I just think he's been in better form than Trevojevic this year and is one of the best ball-playing forwards in the NRL and is also great in defence. So that's my reasoning for that. Uh, again, uh, I think Haas picks himself. He's Despite how bad Brisbane's going, he's always the hardest-working player on that team. And Junior Paulo has been incredible for Parramatta this year. Okay, who's on your bench, Corbs? So on my bench... I did have Ryan Pappenhausen. I don't know how healthy yeah. he will be. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Saifidi, yeah. Jake Dubrovich, and Isaiah yeah. Yo. Yeah. He's been awesome this year. Yeah. Um, I have Yo. I have Radley. Yep. Um, I had Pappenhausen, but 
I'm also thinking maybe Gutho. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a possibility. In, instead of Pap. But, it's, yeah, it's just... A, I don't it's know, tough. It's a bit clunky, isn't it? Yeah, like it is tough. There's, there's some really, there's some really big name players. Gutho or Pat will probably miss out. Uh, Cody Walker has played Origin. He'll probably miss out. Uh, there's a lot of centres who have been good this year. Chris, Stephen Crichton has been good. Zach Lomax, yeah. if healthy, could possibly get a spot. Yeah, um, you'd assume Kotrick doesn't make it because yeah. he just hasn't had the form. Yeah, his form um, this year hasn't been great. Yeah, well, yeah. But, Brad, um, Bradman Best was looking good at the start of the season, but it's kind of tailed off a bit. Um, Damian Cook, I think, is getting in a bit on reputation. He hasn't had the best season, uh, but there hasn't really been anyone to stand up. Jaden Braille is the only other person I could think of, maybe Coruscant, but I think Cook gets it easily. Um, yeah. yeah but, but if you're talking form, you'd have Trebojevic at fullback and not Teddy. So, yeah. uh, look, reputation. T- yeah. Teddy, <laughs> Teddy, Teddy, Teddy's also one player of the series the last two years. So you're not good. Teddy, Teddy, Teddy's, Teddy's, Teddy's the fourth best fullback in my fifth best fullback in my squad <laughs> after Mitchell, Trebojevic, Pappenhausen, and Gutherson. Yeah, sure. He gets their <laughs> reputation. <laughs> um, no, yeah, it's just. But you know, Corbs, if I'm looking for someone to fill a bench spot, I'm definitely choosing someone from the Panthers. I don't see why you wouldn't. Yeah. They just they don't know how to lose. I agree. And I think Yo Yo is a great versatile player who can play in the centers if someone gets injured. He can play at lock. He can he can move into the front row if needed. There's plenty of movement there. Trebojevic is just, Jake Tom Trebojevic is the same. Oh, sorry, Jake Trebojevic is the same. He can fill in at prop as well. Uh, so I think there's a bit of versatility on the bench, but there's also one of Gus's rules: you need players who can play big minutes if needed. And that's the reason I've picked the people on my bench. Yeah, I back it. I back it. So we basically let's see how we go next week. We basically have the same we're, team, just mixing around a bit. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Um. So next week we will do Queensland. Yeah. Um, and we'll give give that a whirl, see how it goes. Bit of a harder task, I think. Yeah, I think so. All right. That is the New South Wales team as predicted by Emmanuel and myself. How about we get into round 11, Emmanuel. But before that, do you want to go through uh, the tipping comp? Let's go through the tipping comp. This was the the round we thought was going to be really close. Um, I got seven. Congratulations. You got 10. Congratulations. So there were um, a few perfect rounds, which has really shaken up the top of the ladder. So um, Zach Bailey, Anthony Pankless, Michael Corbin, Paul Saturis uh, all got 10. Uh, perfect round, so well done to you. I have plunged. I'm holding into the top 10 by the brink of my teeth. Um, so uh, Nick Saturis uh, is still up there, but his lead is only two now. Um, and then there's a bit of a log jam with you, Alex B, and Anthony P all in third place, um, followed by uh, Saturis and Jimmy in equal sixth. So, or fourth by points, but sixth in position. Um, shout out also to Brett Kamali, who asked to be in our tipping comp and obviously wasn't automatically added, uh, who got a perfect round. <laughs> and also to Will Casamatis, who has made his way up the ladder um, because I told him to actually put his tips in. So, um, kudos there. Um, 
right. uh, one, one other thing. Jimmy Stav, uh, if you want to be competitive in this tipping club, you've got to stop tipping Dragons. <laughs> it, worked, it worked for you at the start of the season. It's not going to work for the rest of it. It's after Anzac Day. Yeah. Yeah, don't all good tipsters know you only tip St George until the end of end of April. Yeah, exactly. um, yeah, and I'd like to give myself a personal plug because I came equal six for the round in fantasy this week. Jesus, you know if you get top one, five, you get a prize. I know, I just missed out by point one thousand two hundred nine points. Absolutely blew my brother out of the water. Um, he had no idea it was coming and it's even better because he told me I wasn't good enough to be in his tipping comp, in his fantasy comp. So karma is a bitch. Um, now nice. Yeah. And probably apologies to all the kids that listen to this as well. Now. Okay. Into this round of tipping, Michael, this is one of the reasons why I don't like this. Let's schedule the whole season ahead of time. Because you end up with the Cowboys hosting the Knights can we, on can Thursday we, night. Can we, can we skip till Sunday? Is that possible? Uh, should we, you want to go backwards? No, can we just like just forget about like what the first five, six games of the season, or the six games of this round? They all suck. Let's just go to Sunday's football. Because Sunday's football <laughs> is incredible and the rest of this round is terrible. <laughs> yeah. no, no, it's not great, is it? Um, it, is, it is going to be incredible though. Um, okay. So Cowboys the Knights on Thursday night. Cowan Hess failed his HIA and will sit out for this week. Um, Tom Gilbert comes into the starting side to replace Hess. Um, for the Knights, just one change with um, Heimel Hunt sidelines by his hamstring injury and Braden Musgrove will take his place. Um, Ponga is still out. So um, he's the reason I didn't get a perfect round in tipping. Um, so thanks to him. Uh, and I'm going to go the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm going the Cowboys as well. Knights have nothing on attack if uh, Caleb Ponger is not there and Mitchell Pierce is not there. So I can't tip them. Uh, Cowboys were good against the Roosters. They showed a lot of fight and it was a lot closer than... Like, the scoreline was 30 to 18. So it, was, it, wasn't a, it wasn't an easy game for the Roosters to win. So, yeah, Cowboys showed a lot of effort in that one. And they should get this up in North Queensland. Yeah, I can't believe we're both tipping them. What's happened to us? I know. I said um, at the start of the round, at the start of the season, I would not tip them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Friday in the early game, the Warriors host the Tigers uh, in Gosford. Curran is out for up to a month after he hyperextended his right elbow. Um, and Rocco Berry failed his HIA. So Marcelo Montoya returns from a knee injury to take Barry's place. Kane Evans is back in the starting side at prop and Tavungas to the bench. Murchie gets a start in the back row and Bailey Sirenin's out with a knee problem. For the Tigers, um, Adam Dewey's massive change to centre looked to pay off um, and Mbai at 5'8", um, they will stay in those positions. Russell Packer is about a week away from returning and James Roberts won't be back for at least a week. Corb, who you got? Uh, I'm going the Warriors. I would expect that team sensation Reese Walsh will find his way into the starting side come game day. He came into this game on the weekend against Parramatta a bit early because uh, Rocco Berry was out. Uh, he got ruled out like the 35th minute. Uh, Reese Walsh came in. And it completely changed how the Warriors play. So I could see him starting this week. I don't know where, 
I would say fullback. Where does that put Roger Tuivasa-Chef? I don't know. But this is something that Nathan Brown needs to figure out because this kid needs to be on the park for them to win. Uh, so I'm, I'm going the Warriors. Um, I like, like we said last week, the Knights, like we just said before, the Knights were terrible last week. They have nothing in attack without Ponga. And I think the Tigers were able to capitalise on that. Uh, a lot of sin bins in that game. And I think it favoured the Tigers a little bit early on and they got the momentum. I'm going the Warriors. So Warriors are a very disciplined team. They don't drop the ball. They don't give away that many penalties. And I think that's where it gets the Tigers. Yeah, I'm going to worry as to um, you are right about um, Tuvasashek though, but I guess you know it's his last season, so they're just trying to blood the young gun, and then um, he will be on the field all the time. Um, so Warriors for both of us. Then the Friday night, the main game, Sharks hosting the Dragons. Uh, I thought St George would be the upset last week, and they just upset everyone. So all their supporters were heavily disappointed. Uh, walking around, just accepting that it's another, could be another long season for them. Um, Cronulla, I thought were, I can't work out if Cronulla were good or Souths weren't good. Um, probably a bit of both. Uh, so I'm actually going to tip Cronulla for this one. Uh, they've got no changes to last week's team. Um, and Sean Johnson has been named in the reserves where he would be set to play his 200th. The Dragons have a few issues, though, with uh, Maguire, Fumeono, Ravalawa and Tarek Sims all entering guilty pleas um, to charges from Magic Round. Um, and Dufty, who I think has been one of their best this year, is also sidelined. Cody Ramsey moves to fullback. Pereira returns from suspension on the wing. Billy Burns comes into the centres for Fumeono, while the new back rowers are Jackson Ford and Famasuli. Um... Jaden Hunt has been named to make his NRL debut um, from the bench. Michael, dragons can do barely I dragons can barely put the side together. And I don't know if you watched the Melbourne Dragons game, but all of their try scoring opportunities were created by Matt Dufty's speed uh, and him just getting around defenses, uh, getting around the Storm defense, and putting in a really nice pass. I can't see Cody Ramsey having that skill at the limited times he's played fullback and. Think, look, if the Dragons were healthy, I'd tip the Dragons in this one. But the Sharks just have too many players in the park, uh, too much experience on the park for the Dragons, I think. And their team is just it's falling apart a bit. Josh McGuire had to be one of the stupidest players on the weekend. He knows that he has a rap sheet. And what does he do in the 10th minute of the game? He throws his arm around the player's neck and then he goes and does a hip drop tackle and is looking to get five to seven weeks on the sideline. Yeah. Stupid. Silly. Absolutely silly. stupid. Silly. Absolutely yeah. silly. So, yeah, okay. I'm going, I'm going um, the Sharks. Are you going the Sharks? Yeah. Yeah, both going Sharks. Yeah. Uh, Saturday afternoon, Titans hosting uh, the Dogs on the Gold Coast. Titans absolutely woeful last week. SES is out for three weeks, suspended. Peachy's out for two weeks. So the Titans have reshuffled. Tino uh, shifts from prop to lock. And Fotu Aikla uh, moves into the starting side of prop. Sam Stone and Aaron Clark are the new faces on the bench. Ash Taylor has been named in the reserves. For the Dogs, Tui Katoa is sidelined um, after he was on the end of Papali's high shot. Meany moves out to the wing and his new centre. And the new centre is 19-year-old debutant Aaron Shoup. Napa has been named 
sit on the bench um, in his return from shoulder injury. And Ogden moves to the reserves. Dory's been promoted to the starting side. And Adam Elliott goes back to the bench. Marshall King with his foot. Jack, Josh Jackson with a calf and Hetherington suspended are all at least another week away. Um, Titans, woeful, can't defend. Um, they were just lucky that Penrith just gave up. To be fair, does can anyone defend Panthers at the moment? Like, also, Titan, Titans are missing their best player. Uh, they're missing David Feeder, but against a Bulldogs team that has shown me nothing this year, they had a bit of fight against the, the the Raiders, but the Raiders have been lackluster as well. I think I'm going with the Titans. And for good about it, we're also a man down. Yeah, I, I, I don't feel good about it. Um, Canberra, exactly. Canberra were a man down. Yeah. They were down to 12 yeah. with what, 20, 30 minutes left, and they still yeah. couldn't win. Uh, yeah. Dogs still couldn't win. I'm, I'm going the Titans. Yeah, I'm going the Titans too. They're just they're not living up to the hype. Not living up to the hype. I know they've they've bought well, um, but it's just it's it's exciting to watch when they've got the ball, but without it, it's just quite lackluster. Yeah, the defense is terrible. Okay, Michael, your beloved Roosters Saturday night, um, sorry Saturday afternoon at the SCG, they host the Broncos. Uh, we all remember how this went in years past. Um, there were some absolute hidings. Um, at the hands of the Roosters. Um, so Robbo's got an unnamed, unchanged 17 from the week before. Fletcher Baker first, comes in. I like to say, yeah. I think that's the first time this season that we haven't had an injury show your week. Fingers crossed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then Tupanua and Crichton um, were fined for their um, charges. So they're free to play. For the Broncos, Albert Kelly's the new 5'8", um, after Milford got dropped again. Um, but, yeah, Farnworth has been named despite being restricted to the rehab group. Um, and Dale Copley has provided backup in the reserves. Yeah. I don't uh, Ricky, really... Ricky, Ricky's out as well with suspension for his uh, leading with the head and... Debutantes, uh, Keenan Palisade is in at second row by the looks of it. And Toby Hetherington as well. Don't know if he has any relation to Jack Hetherington, but he's making his debut off the bench, I believe. So a couple changes yeah. for the couple changes for the uh, Broncos again in the halves. Milford dropped once again, and you wonder whether this is the last draw for them, for him. Yeah, yeah, it probably. How many last chances can he have? I'm going yeah. to Roosters. I'm guessing you are as well. Yeah, no um, shock here. Yeah, no shock there at all. Nope. Uh, Raiders Raiders host a storm in Canberra on Saturday night at 7.55. Um, Ricky, he'd be happy with the wind, but at a huge cost. Is he happy with the wind? Like, I know he wanted to get a win on the board, but their team didn't play well, and they only just beat the Bulldogs. Like, come on. You beat the yeah, worst team in the competition, just. You were down for I know, a lot but, of the game. But when you're down on, when you're down on uh, confidence, any win helps, right? True. And, and yeah. they did it with a man down. So it, it's yeah. got to be something. Um, but Papali, Whiten, and Hodgson are out. It doesn't bode well for them. So Sam Williams is the new 5'8". Louis moves from lock to prop. Um, and New South Wales Cup halfback Schneider has been named to make his debut off the bench. 
Hudson Young moves from the interchange to the 13. Ryan Sutterson make Ryan Sutton makes a quicker than expected return from injury. Um, Tarpane, Rapana, and Sia Soliola are at least a week away. Um, Croker is still out indefinitely for the storm. Paffenhausen um, uh, is still missing, and Nico Hines returns to fullback. And Chris Lewis is the prize. Surprise choice to partner Jerome Hughes in the halves. I, 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 would, I would guess that Cooper Johns comes in and plays six. That would be my guess. Chris Lewis is the second row. I haven't seen much skill out of him. Uh, <laughs> I would I would say Cooper Johns comes in and plays six. Would I would say nice. they can put it. They can put anyone there. They're it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Nico Hines matter. is becoming one of the hottest free agents in football at the moment and we'll get some big offers because he is a fantastic player who's better than a lot of the fullbacks in this league but he's stuck behind Ryan Pappenhausen unfortunately uh, and he's getting his time to shine right now while Pappas is dealing with a bunch of injuries and concussions yeah well I'm so Melbourne yep both Melbourne okay awesome Sunday afternoon, I am sitting on the couch and watching these two games of football. Um, for Souths, Mitchell returns uh, at fullback, thank God. Cody Walker back to 5'8", thank God. Benji back to the bench, thank God. Um, Mansour is also back to play against his old club. Tane Milne out of the 21, also thank God. Um, there's movement on the interchange. Host is making his return. Selly is out. Jed Cartwright is out. Um, no, no, Penrith, no, no, hold up. No, thank God for Mansell. No. <laughs> Just want to make sure. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. And Sua and Gagai um, both copped fines for their suspension, so they're free to play. Um, for Penrith, Capewell returns from a head knock. Um, Liam Martin's back to the interchange and Hopgood is back to the reserves Burton is still in the centres with Momorowski um, in the reserves for another week Leota and Edwards also copped fines This game is being played out of Dubbo South's got permission from the NRL to wear their Indigenous jerseys despite Indigenous round being the following week um, They're designed by Cody Walker's uncle and they'll be wearing footprints of South's I contain footprints of South's Indigenous players. Um, despite all the returns, obviously can't tip against Penrith, but hope South's can be a bit more competitive than what we've seen the last few weeks. I have never seen a team running fourth be such heavy underdogs. Uh, <laughs> at, the moment, at the moment, I believe South's are paying like $3.50 to win and Penrith are paying like $1.30. It's insane how dominant this Penrith team has been. You just wonder, when is the levy going to break? When are they going to finally have a loss? Uh, but when Nathan Cleary puts on a performance like he did on the weekend, you can't see it coming soon. He was incredible. Yeah. Scored, yeah. set up tries. He he has scored 112 points this season. The Bulldogs, as a team, have scored 110. <laughs> So that's Perry, how dominant he gets the points. <laughs> that's how dominant he has been. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's insane. I'm tipping pants. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so am I. I just hope it's a good game. Yeah, um, same. And I want some good football. 
Yeah, exactly right. Exactly. And you know what? If both teams play really well, it could be an excellent free-flowing footy, but let's see how that goes. Now, exactly. this is a big game. Uh, Sunday afternoon, two old rivals, Manly and Parramatta at Bank West. This is going to be an absolute cracker. Yeah, this, is um, my so round. this is my favourite game of the round, for sure. I love watching these two teams play. Des always has tricks up his sleeve when it comes to Parramatta. Uh, go through the teams. Okay, so um, Brad Arthur's made just one change to his 17 with dummy half Joey Lustig coming in on the interchange. Ray Stone drops back to the reserves. Moses is expected to play um, despite coming off uh, in the win over the Warriors last week. Uh, New Corey and Dylan Brown have one and two weeks left to go on their suspensions. For Manly, Cade Cust is replacing Foran, who injured his hand last week, um, and Schuess is in the back row. Uh, Foran's expected to miss two to four weeks and return after the round 13 bye. To Powers being named, Kepi's on the bench, but they could um, swap again on match day. Um, Sadler's the new face for the interchange, and Walker and Curtis Sirinan, um won't be back until round 14. Could I also give a shout-out to Jason Saab, who <laughs> is uh, a bit of a hero in my fantasy team. And as someone, tw- as, as someone tweeted this week, is Saab the first player to be named after a car? Uh, there's there's plenty of Fords in the NRL, and there have been plenty of Fords in the NRL, <laughs> so no. European car. <laughs> no. Uh, sorry. Uh, who you got, also, 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 I don't know if there's this player on uh, the Panthers wing who is known as the Forbes Ferrari. Does he count? Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. well uh, yeah, I am going... Parramatta. I don't feel good about it. This is a yeah. really, really hard game to pick. But Parramatta have only lost one game all season. Uh, they've been fantastic. Uh, they're at home. And I think that's one of the reasons why I'm tipping them. Bankwest is a fortress for them. They don't lose very often there. And I just think that uh, losing Kieran Thorne is a bit of a big deal. Uh, he hasn't wowed everyone with his play this year, but he is so, he's been doing a great job uh, just settling the team down. So uh, as good as Tom has been, I think that Parramatta have a bit too much firepower. Yeah. I back Parra at Bankwest. It wouldn't be so it'll be close, but I think yeah, Parra will get it so. done. I think so. Um, okay, so we've we've gone all the same this week. So Cowboys over Knights, Warriors over the Tigers. Sharks over the Dragons and Titans over the Bulldogs. Uh, Roosters are expected to win over the Broncos. Melbourne to win in Canberra. Penrith to beat Souths in Dubbo. And Parramatta to win at home over Manly. Another week done, Corbs. Agreeing on all fronts, Emmanuel. A full full podcast where we didn't disagree on one thing. I don't know. Let's reconvene with some disputes (laughs) next week. I'll find something. (laughs) I'll find something. Let's hope there's something that pisses me off this week as well so I can uh, go off on I someone. I have no doubt. I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready. You'll find something to complain about. <laughs> All right, I think that's it. Uh, should we call it? Let's call it. All right, perfect. Thanks, guys, for listening. Please, as always, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, follow us on all socials. And one more thing, Emmanuel, how good is Rugby League? How good is Rugby League? Thanks, Thanks Michael. Guys.